0: Pat and Stu, of course, the lovely and talented oh. Jeffy. Oh, man. Which not, one? None of that was true. He wasn't lovely, and he's not talented. So, uh, other than but that, you said. he is Jeffy, though. That, That's that true. you well, got that part right. Yeah. Got that part. Which is one out of three, which is about
1: the ratio the Republicans
0: got right on the,
1: their health care replacement bill. Yeah, about, about one that. one out of three things in there was pretty good. <laughs> uh, not, not, too, not, not too bad. Uh, kind of an amazing uh, Friday. Did you follow this at all in real time, Pat? Not really, no. Because I was with you, and we discussed it many times on this uh, show, how little we cared Don't about care. what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I was with you for about 99% of that process. However, f- Friday afternoon when it started going down, I got into it a little bit. Because, again, I, my inherent fallback position, my natural state, is to care. So, mm-hmm. And I, I try hard every day to figure out a way to care less. Because, I mean, I realize that this does nothing for my life, yeah. caring about this crap. However, uh, it's like, you know, as we say with the NBA, we kind of made this comparison the other day. Like, if there's a good game on and you're in the final minutes, I'll turn it on. And I'll be like, wow, look at this. Look what's happening. Like, there's a guy who scored for the Phoenix Suns 70 points the other day. Uh, if, I, if he had 63 and Kid's in only fourth, 20 years old. Yeah, 20 years old. If he had 63 in the fourth quarter and I knew about it, I'm turning it on to see where he ends up. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that game at all. But I'm still, I like those moments. And that's kind of how I felt on Friday. I was listening to it um, on the radio as I was driving around in the afternoon. And, I mean, it was a pretty dramatic uh, turn of events and a completely unforced error here by the Republicans. Um, And let's be honest about it, uh, primarily Donald Trump. Now, the bill itself, it's uh, it's not Trump's fault the bill sucked. I mean, he had nothing to do with it. Let's be honest about it. Nothing. He didn't know anything that was in it. He didn't care about it. He just knew it wasn't Obamacare, and he said he was going to get rid of Obamacare. So that is the level of understanding Donald Trump had of this bill. A lot of the people who were in there with the Freedom Caucus and other groups went to him and said, look, this is a big problem, and this is a big problem. What about this clause? What about this clause? And he's apparently, and this is one of the big failures of the negotiation, Mr. Negotiator, um, cut off, cut everybody off. All right, all, right, all, right, all right, don't tell me about the small crap. Um, tell me, let's talk about the big picture. Now, first of all, the reason he can't, and he didn't say crap, by the way, um, but uh, the reason he can't talk about the small crap is because he doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't know anything that's in the bill, knows nothing about it at all. But secondarily, and more importantly, the people in the Freedom Caucus do. They actually give a crap Mm -hmm. what you're doing to the country and give a crap what the the policy is. So you can't tell them their concerns are small and and pathetic. Um, They're not small. To Donald Trump, the only thing that's big is the win. I, I got this policy through out of the sheer force of my will. And that's, that. I believe absolutely that's what he expected to happen when he said, deadline tomorrow, I want to vote or we're moving on. He put the deadline up there, and the people uh, in the Freedom Caucus and other groups said, this bill is not good enough. So they opposed it, and he got a giant L, a big fat loss on the record for Mr. I never lose, you're going to get tired of winning so much, Uh, man, I don't feel tired of it. I do not feel tired of winning so far. And really, the only thing we can point to is him doing a really good job on, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting one or two other things. The Keystone Pipeline would be something that I'm not going to include here. But Gorsuch is the only thing that really I can point to as a really good thing so far. And that's not done. Mm -hmm. Now that he has this giant loss and he's lost all of his momentum uh, with his agenda, I would not be surprised at all. If the Democrats kind of, even though they've been threatening the filibuster the whole time, maybe they take that a little bit more seriously now.
0: You yeah. still, don't, you still don't care. I still don't care. No, I, I don't care. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do care about Gorsuch. Yes. I want that to happen. I mean, I, I want, want that to happen.
1: I, I, mean, I do care about the Obamacare
0: repeal. They just weren't doing yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. I if they were doing it, I would be excited about it. They're just not doing it. I mean, it. I mildly care. I, I just, I, I had no faith in, in the process. I, I'm glad they said no to this bill, though, because yes. it sucked. It was, it was just, it was so far beneath a Republican-controlled Congress to come up with something that bad that it deserved to die a hideous death. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that now they'll probably come up with something worse, now he's going to turn to the Democrats and they're going to they're just going to patch up Obamacare. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we try something from a Rand Paul now?
1: I don't know. Why I not try know. it? Why not try a full repeal? Why not try
0: these things? You know. have control. It looks control. like conservatives are the enemy now in Washington. Yeah, just, and
1: and Donald Trump is the one the enemy. leading that even yeah. though it's it's again there's uh 18 uh, 18 non-freedom caucus members voting against the bill and 15 freedom caucus. But when so you more, even have
0: Ted Poe attacking the conservatives in yep. office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's a bad situation. Ted Poe used to be one of the most conservative people in all of Congress. And now he's badmouthing the Freedom Caucus. Uh, he was just over, this, until bill, today.
1: over this bill. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the issue is uh, and, you know, uh, the question is not who's to blame for the bill failing. It's who's to praise for the bill failing. Um, you know, this is we said this on the radio. We've talked about global warming how many times? And the Clyde. 18. 18 times, because it can't go any higher than 18 on right. the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes to a million other topics as well. We must do something is not enough. They always say that. We've got to do something. This is a problem. We must do something. What we're doing now isn't working. We must do something. Well, it ha- the something has to be something worth doing. Creating another entitlement slightly less Obama ish than Obamacare isn't an accomplishment. But the big thing here is it's crazy to just stop trying. Put up the 2015 full repeal or any other full repeal that they passed. they passed 60 of them. Um, Put it up for a vote, like this week. And, you know, there are procedural hurdles there. But let them play out. If it succeeds, great. Then you're in a position to look at the old system and improve it. Not make the ACA, the Obamacare bill, less worse. If it fails, conservatives can say to themselves and their constituents, we tried for the best. Let's settle for the better. I think that's a legitimate thing. If, if, they, if they went through there and they tried for the full repeal and they tried for something great and they weren't able to get it, you'd be more interested in saying, okay, well, let's pull some of the regulations back. Let's get rid of the individual mandate. Let's go with uh, some of the tax cuts and we'll look at a, an actual plan there. The problem is, is how much money they were actually spending. The White House strategy was backwards. It was upside down. Uh, it started as a terrible negotiation position. They led with this moderate plan that uh, could only, you know, they try to please the Senate instead of just passing a good bill. And that's a stupid way to look at it. It ended with a massive unforced error. The self-induced imagined deadline for absolutely no reason that really originated from the Trump administration. It's right out of the art of the deal. Uh, and it failed miserably. Imagine the alternate world where Ryan just says, look, you know, we're almost there with the votes. We need to rework some things and bring it back in a month or so. That's not a failure. That's an ongoing process. But now we get from South Park the full Cartman: "Screw you guys, I'm going home." For anyone who believed the three-phase nonsense that they were promising, note that they bailed the minute phase one was difficult. The full repeal should not be the end game. It's just you know that's just going back to saying, "Hey, 2008 was great," which is it shouldn't be. Let's go back to 2008. It should be to improve on 2008. The CBO projected 52 million uninsured under this new GOP care plan. 52 million. But that's only $2 million less than it predicted if we did nothing before Obamacare. The failed GOP care would, would essentially leave the exact same situation in place for the uninsured while locking in a massive new entitlement. Not to mention, the GOP would gain responsibility for each and every problem on the board. It's supposed to be. You either A, spend tons of money and give people lots of free stuff, that's the left, or spend less money and don't and solve the problem other ways. Republicans have discovered the bizarre third option, still spend tons of money, and don't give anybody anything. It's not Trump's fault that the bill sucked, but it is his fault the fake deadline blew up. And now he's blaming the Freedom Caucus, which, again, 15 no's from the Freedom Caucus, 18 no's from other Republicans. And he uses Planned Parenthood to funding as justification, which is absurd. It didn't exist in the bill in any real way. Planned Parenthood would only lose one year of funding, and could easily restructure to get all their cash anyway. What would they do in this situation? What do they get? Five hundred million, Pat? I think mm-hmm. it's five hundred million. And the bill says any organization that gets three hundred and fifty million or more uh, would uh, would not get any funding from uh, the government. So what? Uh, and, and that also did abortions. So what would they do? They'd walk up to that three hundred and fifty million dollar line and stop, or they'd split it into two organizations of two hundred and fifty million dollars and still get all the money. It's, it makes absolutely no sense. They would get around it easily. The Freedom Caucus did not blow this bill up. The bill blew this bill up. The people didn't elect the GOP to give one half assed attempt at repeal and then blast, just bask in their blame heavy responsibility free nirvana. Instead of whining and blaming, do it better. Start now. Go. Do. Go do. I mean, I cannot believe the answer to this is, well, you know, we tried this bill that nobody was really involved in. Didn't didn't work. That's it. That's what I promised you. We're done. <laughs> what? When, when have you ever seen liberals do that? Never. Liberals uh, couldn't get never. Uh, get get Obamacare through the first time uh, in a rational way without slamming it down their throats. What do they do? They slammed it down it, their throats.
0: It, it, it took a year for them to get this yeah. done. It took a year. Uh, they started as soon as Obama got into office, and it didn't pass until Christmas. They they passed it at Christmas when nobody was paying attention, yep. and they just da- jammed it down and our to,
1: throats. To be fair, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas. Yes. Eve. Okay, I apologize. I mean, how dare you?
0: Right. It I was mean, Christmas Eve. It was they did wildly not inaccurate.
1: <laughs> wildly inaccurate. I mean, why not try again? Why not do mm-hmm. what they should have done in the first place? Full repeal to start. If you full re- if you get full repeal through, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to get Democrats to say, uh, crap. All right, well, we need some of this stuff back. What, 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 what will you do? Maybe this is stuff that Trump promised, The you know, the uh, pre-existing conditions and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, that's something that I support necessarily. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe Trump does. I mean, I think there's a good chance he would have vetoed the bill if it was just a full repeal. Because he promised, I mean, a lot of these things that are in Obamacare to continue. So he may have vetoed that bill. However, let him veto it. Let him do it. Push through something conservative and make him veto it if donald trump wants to veto a full repeal good we'll know even more about the guy and if he doesn't well then you can go back to conservatives the freedom caucus and say look you see we tried x y and z Mm -hmm. let's let's try the Rand paul plan and see if we can get that through let's try the thomas massey plan let's see if we can get that through if you fail with a couple of these more conservative plans they're going to say they're going to be more likely to say okay look let's find something that's better than obamacare That is a completely legitimate strategy and a a completely reasonable ask for conservatives who have seen Republicans BS them with 60 repeal votes only to when they have the chance to pass it, decide to not even put it up for a vote. It's embarrassing and it says everything about Washington and Republicans that you ever need to
0: know. Yeah, it's it's a frustrating process. And and for this uh, this Planned Parenthood thing to be a one year debacle, The the first I'm hearing of it is now. I mean, amazing. I I never heard before that this, that the defunding of Planned Parenthood was just a year proposition. Yeah. That's
1: incredible. Thomas Massey was the first one I saw um, tweet that. Here is, this is uh, from uh, the CBO. uh, And here here it is. Uh, I I take it GOP leadership still hasn't told Trump that the Planned Parenthood uh, provision was a one-year bait and switch. See page 23 of the CBO. Well, you know what I did? I went to page 23 of the CBO. And of course, as you'd expect, Thomas Massey is correct. This is what it says: provision affecting Planned Parenthood for a one-year period following enactment. The legislation would prevent federal funds from being made available to any entity if it is a non—and this includes its affiliates, subsidiaries, successors, and clinics a nonprofit organization described in section 501c3 of the IRS code, um, an essential community provider that is primarily engaged in providing family planning and reproductive health services, an entity that provides abortions, except in the instances where the pregnancy is the result of an act of rape or incest and an entity that has expenditures under the Medicaid uh, program that exceeded $350 million in fiscal year 2014. So that would Mm. be one organization, right? That would be one organization Planned Parenthood. So that's the way they have to target it, because you can't just say, well, I don't want Planned Parenthood to get funding. How about just any uh, organization that has abortions? If you actually wanted to do it, you would say, it's not one year, it's ongoing, and it's any place that provides abortion gets no funding. No funding through Medicaid. None.
0: Zero. Uh, That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Easy way to do it, but they don't want to do it. Straightforward. Just end federally funded abortions. I mean, isn't that... I is there anybody was, who doesn't disagree, who doesn't agree with that? Uh, no, yeah, not well, in the Republican Party, I wouldn't think. Right. And uh, so they
1: They do this. Remember, <clears throat> there is one person who's disagreed with it many times, and his name is Donald Trump. Right. Um, and I can right. tell you another person who's living in the White House right now who disagrees with it is Ivanka Trump. Um, so, and she does seem to be, I don't know, she's either working at the White House. The point is, uh, you know, this is something that I think is a borderline issue for Trump. Like, he, I think he thinks of himself as pro-life at this point. I'm, I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt. But he does not really want to push this. He does not no. like the idea uh, of, of defunding Planned Parenthood. He just thinks it's one of those things he has to do or had to do. And now he feels like, I gave it my effort. I'm not going to have to do it anymore. Well, that's what, I mean. It shows doesn't believe it. Reports were coming in uh, this
2: weekend that that's why he was angry at Ivanka and uh, the son-in-law because they Kushner. were off on their ski trip, their annual ski trip that couldn't be missed. Well, the, I wouldn't miss that either. For this uh, but crap. this was the big, uh, you know, the big health care weekend, and he was he was really upset with them that they just he left. needed him. Yeah,
0: to explain to explain what what what's in the bill, what's in the
2: bill, what,
1: what the hell's going on? I don't understand any of this.
0: Yeah, what's in the bill? Uh, some people say I get a kick out of these people. <laughs> so they read the bill. <laughs> I, I don't think the president of the United States is worried about that. He he doesn't have any intention of reading these bills.
2: No, he's got them. They he's, weren't he, there.
0: Yeah. So that's why he was pissed. 888 727 back more Pat and Stu coming up in a second.
1: Hello. All right. I thought we had a balloon update. Is that not accurate? Because this we is an should. important story uh, that America... Yeah, there we go. Yes, this is still going on. Think about it. Uh, what day is it? 63. Over two months.
0: Over two months with this balloon on my ceiling. And it's still hugging the ceiling ever so slightly. It's yeah. coming down a little bit, but that's un. Well, you've bought into a corner now.
1: Yeah, you've really seen a change uh, over the past couple days, which is it was a little bit um, away from this corner, and it has now uh, pushed itself back into the corner somehow. Um, and it's, I would say, touching the wall more than it was previously. But you could see the huge gap there. And you could see the right, uh, right side of it as, as the picture that I'm looking at here. The right side of it is now not touching the actual ceiling, only the molding, uh, which is a big change. Um, and that bottom, the, the, the part of the Y that's pointing towards the ground, again, tough to see from the picture, uh, is com- completely, you know, has no helium left in it at all. Um, so it
0: is. I, it, it's going to come down eventually. Uh, right, this Pat? defies the laws of physics. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand how this is happening. It's incredible. I don't comprehend it. <laughs> Every, I've I, never seen any balloon like this ever act this way, where it would it floated up to the ceiling and stayed there for over two months. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't last that long. Someone sent me a
2: great video of how to get it down. Another another video. I, I keep getting. And I'm sure you do too, but mm. I keep getting uh, ideas uh, ideas on how to get the balloon down. And one of the videos this weekend was a dad throwing the kid, a small kid, up in the air, and grabbing the balloon and falling down with the balloon. That so was, just toss the kid up. I could try that. Him. It would be pretty high.
0: It's um, like a 20 foot drop. So yeah, throw him up there. I'm not sure if that's the ideal situation for shot. say Zach. Or, no, probably not. Rainsley, but yeah. uh, <laughs> let's give it a shot. You know, even if you could throw him that high, yeah. The the return trip may not be pleasant.
1: It's now at the point where I'm, where people are tweeting. They're like, "What? Wh- how did it get up there? What is the balloon there for?" Like, it's been so long, people forget the origination story. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it is mm-hmm. uh, people. Uh, it's tough, and everyone always has suggestions on how to get it uh, down. Yeah, and what is point. the
0: original original story? It was purchased for someone's birthday. Uh, no, it was no, a, a baby baby no, It was a baby, was a baby the shower. Y right. The Y um, um, yes, from the
1: word boy. The Y from the word boy. It's um, a boy. Uh, yes, it was a boy. And, and by the way, the boy now born and at home. <laughs> The baby is born and is now
0: at home. And it's got to be how old now?
1: Uh, gosh, it's been a few couple you know, weeks. I don't remember exactly. We were at the hospital <laughs> not too long
0: unbelievable.
1: ago. Unbelievable. Uh, home, uh, happy, healthy. Um, and uh, uh, But the, the balloon will outlast. I would say the balloon will probably outlast the kid. Uh, <laughs> you know, like in 85 years, this balloon will still be up there. I'll be long gone. Mm-hmm. The kid, you know, will have grandkids of his own. Uh, and this will still be probably on the ceiling. I think this is just a fixture. I think it's just part of the house now. I mean, I think when you sell it, it's just going to be the balloon up there. just comes with it. You just you look, the balloon is going to be there, and mm-hmm. just get used to that. Uh, it's part of the house. Part of the it's part of the history of the house. I think at this point, I think I could <laughs> well, probably you get your own personal coffee table book there, man. I really, I think uh, I could really, I could at least do some tours of the house. I think uh, to show people the balloon mm-hmm. that will not at some point. What I'm really hoping for is at some point it's floating in the air but not falling. Like, it's just, it's get that perfect level where it's just hung in the air, not to the ceiling, but like a few feet down, just hanging up there. That's going to be cool. That's the day I'm really excited for. And I think we're pretty close. Although, the way it's looking now is it could hug the wall the whole way down, which would be an interesting... Yeah, yeah. it seems like on
0: day 51 or something, you thought it was inevitable that that thing was coming down (laughs) because it had peeled away from the ceiling. Right Here we are, day 63, still on the ceiling. I mean, this thing just doesn't stop. It's incredible how slow it is. Uh, so there you Unreal. go, real. Oh, there's there's fifty there's day day fifty two. You know what else is Heather? lasting a lot like the balloon is uh, Uma Aberdeen <laughs> yes. and uh, and Anthony. Anthony Weiner's marriage. That Strange. seems to be kind of hanging in there as well.
1: He's not a good guy. Uh, Pat. No. No, I don't think he but is. But she loves
0: him.
2: And they've got a child together.
1: How does she love him? I, I don't understand that. I mean, he's not even a likable guy. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a... Like, George Clooney does this to you a few times. Like, maybe you're hanging around. you take it? Yeah. But, like, Wiener is... He's been awful since day one. Before he we sure knew has. he was texting 12-year-olds. Uh,
2: we He's always irritating to everybody. You watch that documentary, man. He's just a...
1: Oh, and, a, a, little, and a douche to her, yes, too. Yes, but He treated her terribly, even after all the crap that she puts up with. Um, there's basically one moment in the entire documentary where he treats her like a human being, and it's at the very last minute. Other than that, he treats her like crap the whole time, acting, making, sending her out to defend him, walking her out there, trotting her out as a as a little is a little shield to the media. I mean, uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. The guy is a terrible guy. Um, uh, after years of public humil- humiliation by her sexaholic husband, and by the way, this is written by I think the New York. Daily News or Post? Post. So, it's got the tabloidy sound to it. Um, uh, the uh, 40-year-old Uma Abedin finally separated from the former con- congressman in August. One day after the Post reported that he had sent yet another explicit photo to a woman. This one showing his, the, his toddler... Uh, on, on the bed beh- besides him asleep. Um, but sources tell the Post that Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman is now giving the marriage another try. Uma has been working hard on a relationship with Anthony. He's been spending 80 to 90% of his time at the apartment they share. If there's a disagreement, he goes to his mother's apartment in Brooklyn. I mean, you can't, you can't make it up. I swear. It's hard to believe reconciliation is under consideration given how many times Weiner has betrayed his wife. And then they go through all of those. Uh, and re- of course... Well, maybe most famously, the Carlos Danger mm-hmm. um, a- uh, acronym, uh, or uh, pen name, basically. Um, as his uh, wife uh, led Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, uh, more sex were uncovered. Despite all of this, family friends said the uh, couple is still in love. They blame the pressures of the campaign and presidential race, and him drifting off into obscurity for Weiner's most recent relapse, the friend added. I guess that would be tough. I mean, because Weiner." Uh, if nothing else, really valued uh, his face on the TV, and that doesn't really happen that much except when he's you know sexting uh, underage girls now, mm-hmm. and people don't care what his opinion uh, his opinions are. He got less than five percent of the vote when he ran for mayor. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, obviously his career is in shambles because of how many times he's screwed up. Um, you know, I'm surprised almost in this world though that he doesn't just get another shot. You know, I mean, Roman Polanski's out there directing movies. I mean, certainly what he did was definitely not as bad as what Roman Polanski did. Yeah. Uh, to defend Anthony Weiner for a
0: moment here. And Hollywood loves Roman Polanski, they're all about him. Yeah. Uh, so why not? Why not this dirtbag, too? Uh, also, Seattle is about to let heroin addicts shoot up in the uh, government supervised injection facility. So that's good. So we got that going for us. Um, They're going to construct these facilities. They'll be the first of their kind in the United States. They'll also test for HIV and other services uh, many drug addicts are not currently receiving. But one thing they'll do is supervise these drug addicts while they shoot up heroin.
2: I thought they were doing this. This is the first in the country, right?
0: I guess so. Um, Because they they would allow hmm. them to...
1: Uh, come into the shelters when they were on heroin in a lot of cities but they wouldn't let, let them do heroin New
2: Hampshire was talking about this at one point too of actually having the place where they would just go and shoot up and be clean
0: Yeah, they, they give them clean needles yeah. and then they send them in, uh, into alleyways to overdose overdose is, is according to they, that's what they don't want to do so what they're going to do is watch them do it and help them do it right make sure there's clean needles and then, you know, uh, send them on their way. Nice. This great, is, great news. This isn't about nice. enabling drug use. These are sick people, and they're in danger of dying alone and outside. We want right. people to be able to be kept alive until they're ready for treatment. Right. And I'm sure with your enabling process, they'll be ready for treatment <laughs> really super soon. Just oh, man, you won't even be able to you won't even be able to count the times in seconds that they're ready for treatment after this. <laughs> You'll have to close down your little helping center. <laughs> Can you believe this isn't about enabling drug use? Of course it is. That's all it is. That is all wow. it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get their point. There is, they oh, think if people man. are going to do
0: drugs, let's make it more. It's, it's the oh, old. This is, this is the, is. the same thing the, old, the parents yeah. did in, in in Houston when uh, for prom night yep. they would rent their kids these these places on the beach, and then they would they would pay for it themselves, and then they would make sure that there was somebody. I think they'd be have one parent there, and then the kids could all stay there and sleep together in that supervised environment. Make sure that condoms are distributed. And so, okay, yeah, we know you're going to have sex, so just do it safely. I mean, that's defeatist parenting. This is defeatist uh, uh, drug enabling. You, you, you can't assume that it's just going to happen. You have to try to prevent it. Uh, it's ludicrous to say, okay, kids, we know you're going to have sex anyway. That's a losing battle. I, I don't expect anything, else, anything more from you. So let's set you up in a really safe sex environment. How about that? I, I, it's it's crazy. And setting these drug addicts up in a safe drug addict environment is just going to continue uh, their drug abuse. Why would they ever seek treatment if they're if they're safely doing heroin? <laughs> I mean, why don't you provide this smack for them too? You know, I, why? I You know, no offense, Pat. Uh huh. Um, I
1: don't know why you're talking so much. But we have an expert on this particular topic uh, in house. <laughs> well, first uh, of all, he's
2: talking so much because he knows I completely disagree with him. <laughs> of
1: course, of course you do. All right, <laughs> Jeffy, <laughs> Jeffy. Uh, what, what? No, let's, in all seriousness, don't, you don't buy it. No, don't buy I do this. not.
2: Okay. No, and there really is. It's again, it's all the argument is the same everywhere. It's all about the safety, and they want to be mm-hmm. able to control it instead of thinking that you know guys are getting dirty needles they're trying to afford the health and well-being of their of the patient we can just let them do the heroin cleanly inside we give them clean needles if something happens bad we can take care of it right there mm-hmm. and if nothing happens bad and they just <laughs> they're just nice and high we can send them on their way it's like that's our
1: right. argument a drug expert ready to go uh, right behind jeffy <laughs> just as soon as we get <laughs> drug expert <laughs> <laughs> you
0: are though you, we think of you that way well, thank you. And we should, because you are.
1: Well, incredibly, he's been able to stay alive, too. Yeah. Which is, right. I mean, Pat and I have had lengthy conversations. Like, can you believe Jeffy's alive? Right. I mean, it sometimes. Means, we, I
2: mean, it's It's, it's like we're talking Look, about, you know,
1: the UFOs. You know, it's like, it's an unbelievable mm-hmm. thing. It's a miracle, is what it is. Well, I mean, I, mean, not I, a, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> i got to say, I do not know about that. You don't think analysis. it's a miracle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, miracles usually end in a good results, right? Okay. Usually, but That's what yeah, I thought. not in this
3: case,
1: <laughs> obviously. Every, I, every time Jeffy does the Walking Dead thing, he live tweets it. Mm-hmm. And what's your tweet? You tweet the same thing every week. It's like, well, at the, the beginning
2: it's, of the show, wake up, time for dead. Wake yeah. up,
1: time for dead, with a bunch of exclamation points. Well, I swear, every time I see it, I think it's like Amber announcing he's died. <laughs> I
3: don't know why. <laughs>
1: And she's really excited with lots
3: of uh,
2: exclamation you, points! You
1: Yay! It's finally true. He's <laughs> dead.
2: Oh, that's so nice of you to think of me like that.
3: That is. That's how yeah. I. Would if you it.
2: notice that the exclamation points, uh, season seven, there's seven of them after wake up, and then. That's pathetic. Time for dead
0: is. The, uh, you're, you're such the a brown noser, oh and they, you God, still you still you? haven't gotten a th- uh, <laughs> uh, you still <laughs> haven't gotten a, a spot on that stupid no, I show. I'm about it too. No, it are you? Go- nor are you going to. So you might as well stop brown nosing those guys. Oh, on the actual show, because yeah, he's trying about- to get he's trying to get a slot want, as a walker. A walker he desperately wants <laughs> want to be a big walker. fat walker. And well, I don't necessarily mean, need want to be a big, fat walker. Well, you've got no choice, right? <laughs> if you're a walker, you you're control. a big, fat one. <laughs> Wait.
1: What, you know where you really need to be? <laughs> no, Is I don't. Not, well, other than, well, we'll talk about that later. But I'm saying you need to be on Talking Walking, Walking Dead. That's their, like, after show show, right? Yeah. And what's the name of your podcast again? I'm sorry? What's the name of your podcast again? Talking Walking Dead. <laughs> you <laughs> Wait, stole what? the name from them? Is it the same name?
0: No, they call it Talking Dead.
1: Talking Dead, okay. And you're talking Walking Dead, right? Okay, but you need to be on. You
0: changed it dramatically, (laughs) so you can't tell the difference. You don't even know the difference. (laughs)
1: It's like the difference from Obamacare (laughs) to the American (laughs) Health Care Act. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, But uh, I'd love to be on that. You should be on that show. I mean, you're an actual television personality who's obsessed with the show. I'm Mm. very
2: disappointed. That show, that show is such a easy money, big show, number one talk show. Number one talk show across television talking is dead. Talking Dead. Talking Dead. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Wow. I mean, I know it's a time—you know, it's completely time slot hit. You know, what I mean, so well, Walking sure. Dead is getting you know ten, eleven million viewers, and three or four yeah. are sticking around for Talking Dead. But oh well, number one.
1: I mean, that, I mean, you you are pretty good at, at holding on to coattails. I'll say that. You know, Why you no? know, you got that going on for you. What do you mean by? <laughs> Not that we have anything to do with that at all.
0: No. <clears throat> Hi, oh, yeah. uh, t- t- uh, it's Patton Stills. Hi, that's us. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Uh, I saw Beauty and the Beast over the weekend. I really liked you? it. Really liked it. I see the Beast uh, every single. Uh... I know. All the time. Look at There's this. no beauty there. Just a <laughs> no. large, large beast. And, uh... <laughs> uh, and again, I, I, I have no interest in it, as you know. I know. Um, I know you know. It was, it's a huge, huge movie. It's, it's gigantic and it's really good. I you know, I didn't think Emma Watson was a perfect choice for Belle. Cause she's not that pretty to me. She's okay. She's fine. Uh, but I thought she was really good in the role. And, and the beast looks way better as a beast than he does... Uh, as a prince <laughs> really <laughs> I thought so I thought hey he was sexier before would right. you sorry? Turn him back. That's kind of like the. Uh, the, <laughs> the I don't uh, want this sissy looking guy. Turn him back into the beast. I mean, this is a thing, though. I this mean, is we are the, we Darth had the Vader, same right? the Kylo Ren
1: thing. When they, yeah. uh, when you oh,
0: catch. Kylo Ren is another one. Holy it's cow. It's like, oh
1: my God, this really scary oh, evil monster. Yeah. Oh, he's in the
0: Backstreet
3: Boys.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's an odd choice. Yeah. I think Backstreet's too macho
3: boys. <laughs> I think so, too. I agree <laughs> with and 98 that. degrees? Where do you go? Maybe uh, 98 okay. degrees. Right. Yeah,
2: I
1: don't know where the yeah. step down is from that. Uh,
3: New that Kids on the up. Block. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it could be NKOTB. Oh man, um, that's uh, pretty <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's actually the right one. I think too. Yeah. The long flowing hair and like, mm-hmm. Wait, who is this guy? Now I know he's. I mean, he was good in the role, but he was. She's not. He's not. He wasn't right for it. It's the same not thing right I guess you're all. talking about here. Yeah, the prince yeah. was not princely.
0: No, I, I I didn't dig him, but maybe girls do. I I don't know. I thought the Beast was frankly sexier. If, if I had to date one of them, I'm going with the Beast. <laughs> really? Yeah. You'd cross the bestiality line
1: uh, because you just didn't think the male was that attractive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he was just more, I don't know. He just seemed more, he seemed more human to me than, than the prince did. You seem incredibly confident in your decision. He sure does. Like yeah. you've thought about it a lot. I spent the whole weekend thinking about it. <laughs> but it was good. You liked it? It's a fun it. movie. Yeah. It's re- it was really good. And she's a good singer. She's really good. She actually sings the role too, and you know because sometimes they use uh, standard doubles. voice, yeah. And uh, they didn't have to do that because she's really good. Um,
1: I uh, I went to uh, I did a bunch of stuff this weekend. Um, however, uh, some of the highlights mm. I well, first first I went to the car show uh, with my son Zach, which was fun, mm. uh, and then I surprised him with his first ever Mavs game, which he was he you know he is super into basketball <laughs> right now. Like he all really? he wants to do all the time is play basketball. Oh, uh, that's great. So it's awesome. And he's, you know, he's. We, I, you know, I've very much indoctrinated him into uh, the three teams I'm I most favor. The main two are the Toronto Blue Jays and the uh, Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, of course. But as a basketball team, you know, the Dallas Mavericks. I like it. I like that they're here. I like that I'm able to go down there. You know, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come from the Northeast, this might not connect with you. But you know, going to a mm-hmm. Knicks game was like an entire day. It was like seemed like it. You built mm-hmm. your entire life. Now, not when we lived, worked in the city later on in life, but when I was in Connecticut. Like, it was like a vacation. Like, you had to schedule it months in advance, it felt like. You just didn't do it because it was so hard to get to any Mm -hmm. of the stadiums in New York. Um, So, uh, the Mavs, it's like a 20-minute drive. You pull in. It's easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. Unless you attempt to utilize Dallas public transportation, which I uh, decided to do. You took Dart. So, yes, so listen to this. You,
0: I, I thought you guys would appreciate oh, this, this because is, we always oh, rail on this stuff. Man. I have never, I've never once but
1: taken Dart. They dirt. seem like it'd be okay that,
2: if you parked and you kind of zip in and zip out, right? It's
1: not easy to park down there, if, especially if you're getting right. late. So, I, so, here's what I did I went to the auto show uh,
0: at the. Kay Bailey Hutchison right.
1: Convention Center. Okay,
0: um, which I figured. All I thought it about named the building after a living human being yeah. who was oh, a yeah. terrible senator. Yes, I yes. stop it. All
1: I could think about was Pat calling her oh. Kay
0: Bailey Republican, barely Republican, Bailey Republican.
1: So, um, so I parked down there, which is pretty pretty easy, uh, although mm. expensive. At like twenty bucks or something, you know, to park at the auto show. Yeah, and I mean, were, you know, it wasn't that crowded. So we go in there, we walk around for a while, and I know I'm leaving. And as I'm walking out, we're going back to the car, and I'm going to drive over to the uh, American Airlines Center, which is across town. Double AC. Um, the double AC, which is very difficult to park um, a- unless you luck out and find the right lot. But I was like, then I'm going to have to pay another $25 to park or $30 to park over there. Um, you know, and I just didn't. I was like, well, I'm already parked in a lot. So I asked the people at the lot. I'm like, can I get this out late at night? They're like, yeah. So I'm like, I'll go over. There's, there, you're right there at the K Bailey yeah. Republican uh, Convention Center mm-hmm. is the train thing. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. the train thing has got to run right to the, the, a, yeah. the American Airlines Center. It's like the only other thing you go to in town. So I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll hop on the train. So I go over there. And first of all, I'm trying to read the map. Which is like, I guess if you ride it every day, it's readable. Now remember, I'm a person who commuted in New York City every day for five years. I know how to read public transport maps. I'm not fooled by them. This is absolutely, inexplicably difficult to understand. (laughs) And of course, the train route does not go to uh, the American Airlines Center. That would be stupid, right? You have to go to a different... Uh, 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 se- uh station, and then switch trains to get there. Of course, train, now there's train. a bus that goes directly there, so I opt for the bus. No, no, no that's okay. okay. No so problem. I get on the bus. Getting there pretty easy, right? I mean, not too bad. I take the bus; it pulls up a pretty ride. close. It's a bus it was, ride. You know, you pull up right there, and it was like an airport bus, and that like nobody was on it, which of course no one was on anything on Dallas public Transport. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um because it's a complete waste I of money. I beg your pardon. And it's a joke.
2: This train track right over here, close to us, yeah, no the no other day,
1: there. there was a dozen
2: people standing wow. outside of that. No, that's, that's like word. tripling yes, their annual was. ridership.
1: So yeah. uh, after the game, I'm like, all right, well now I need to get. That back now i can't, i have my son who's five um so we're walking around and i don't know where i'm where i'm going or what i'm doing so first i go to the place to where to, to get the bus there's a bus stop sign of course it exists in an area the police have blocked off to let <laughs> any cars through so i can't get on the bus of course at least not there um, so i wait for a while finally figure that out then i'm hmm. like you know what this is just not going to happen i'm just going to have to get an uber and stick the kid five the with Let's no go. car seat in the back seat I've, i don't know what i'm going to do it's probably against the law but what am i going to do i can't get out of here so i f- try to find an uber of course that's all blocked off as well the guy i walk for like hmm. a mile to get to him with my five-year-old um in which then he pu- he had the, the police tell him he has to pull around so i lose him i lose the uber so now I'm stuck with nothing. I can't get into any car, so I walk back to the train station. That's over there. Now the train, remember, involves a, a switching of the train. Yeah. At this point, it's like eleven o'clock at night with my five-year-old. Oh man! Um, and so, and we've been out of the game for like forty-five minutes, and I cannot get, I cannot <laughs> get out of this parking lot. So uh, we will go to the train station, uh, uh, and it's, you know, it's not like New York. Like In New York, you go to a subway stop, and you wait, and within five minutes, one comes. Right. Mm-hmm. This is uh, there's, a, there's a little thing that says 22 minutes uh, <laughs> for the next one to come. So I have to sit there, because they are all going, of course, the wrong direction. There's all these different trains going everywhere else except the place I need to go. Finally, it shows up, 22 minutes, um, and that pulls me to the next train station, which is not the one I want you to go to. Then I have to get off and wait again. Now, the way they have it set is there's no bridges to cross the tracks. You have to walk over the tracks. Like, everywhere. You're just walking over the train tracks with your five-year-old, what? which is oh, bizarre. They have these little, like, paths where you're allowed to cross over. Still, though, you're but if a train the tracks. They don't have
0: a place to walk underneath no, or, you can't or, walk under or over the top over. of? It's walking on the train
1: tracks. So I'm sitting there waiting. One God, comes this that way. That is madness. Yes, mine's supposed to come the other way. So wow. I, I, everyone, everyone's crossing over this part. And I've seen multiple trains come by. They all pull to this area where in between the crossings. So I guess if the train comes to another track you can cross over easily. Well, the train I need to come, uh, go ride right on comes up, stops dead in the middle of the cross uh, the crossing on the other side. So now I'm on the other side of the platform and I can't get to that one unless I go all the way to the end of the track, so what do I have to do? While the train is stopped and I'm motioning to the conductor, please hold, me and my five-year-old running full speed all the way to the other <laughs> side, crossing, coming all the way back to the other side. Hold hold up for you? It finally held up. Get on across the vomit stream that someone had just vomited on oh, the train no. <laughs> to get on, again, with my five-year-old and sit oh, down geez. next to... Very nice gentlemen who could not help themselves but to talk to me about God knows what as I'm just hoping I don't get <laughs> murdered uh finally get off uh, uh, again it's it's been uh, over an hour uh, and uh, finally I get back to the car which I get to drive home uh never again oh uh, never again with that gosh. that and by the way, how many the, millions of dollars have been wasted on that freaking uh, transportation oh, system what
0: hundreds is of millions of dollars and, yeah Hundreds of millions Wait, now they're oh. working on a good, a
2: nice bullet train From Dallas to Houston here real soon too So Thank God for that
1: well, <laughs> We're really late, I had ranted for too long 888-727-BECK is the number Unbelievable Also though, I I think I did uh, More steps Than I ever have in my entire life <laughs> I think my, right. my iPhone was like, hey, what's wrong with you? Why are you moving so much? <laughs>
0: Some Some right that Jeffy found. And felt oh, like sharing geez, with us, so we don't
2: have to Why talk anymore. Uh, All right, so they haven't. Uh, we haven't got word yet on the 100 percent of the vote, but it looks like the Oakland Raiders will be going to Las Vegas, Nevada. As I in think the that's NFL just wrong. Las just Vegas wrong. I, love I, right.
1: I love it too. That's not right. I'm, I'm fully in support of it. Diary I mean, they too. have no city. They've been Oakland and LA. There could be Oakland or LA anyway, yeah, so might as well go to Las Vegas. Where it's not right. It'll be uh, it'll be good for fun weekends. Now the owner the is taking, Las taking Vegas advantage. Radar. I think it I just doesn't, doesn't sound right. It sure it does. does.
2: It, does. It, it sure does. does. It it absolutely. Right. Seven hundred and fifty million in public funding plus another two hundred and two hundred million in
0: maintenance for thirty years so, for the two billion dollar stadium price. So in Vegas, the taxpayers are going to pony up. Half of it looks like half yeah. of it because it's it supposedly cost almost two billion yeah. to build ridiculous. Ridiculous. two billion, project. Ridiculous. Two billion should, dollars. Two
1: billion dollars. There's another number they should be spending on that uh, zero dollars. <laughs> well, especially for taxpayer especially money. In Vegas. Come on, I mean, what I, are you doing in Vegas? They need to, the taxpayers need to be spending money there's for an NFL no stadium. It makes no sense.
2: Reason for that? They're voting on some new rules today too. Some of the owners, so they'll look forward to that as well.
1: Yeah, the, Goodell had a, an, an interesting letter he sent out about the pace of the game and saying like how he wants to. They want one of the things they're looking to solve is the touchdown commercial kickoff commercial first down oh, scenario please. Which is, oh. yeah but yes
2: still, i mean please we'll, we'll get into it again but there's what yeah. they're what they're doing isn't going to solve that
0: Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. I, I was just looking at you know because I, I mentioned that I, I liked uh, Beauty and the Beast, which was number one again over the weekend. That's already in two weeks has made three hundred sixteen million dollars. <laughs> cost one sixty to make. That's Is incredible. that incredible? Incredible. Uh, Power Rangers was number two at forty point five. That cost a hundred to make. Kong, uh, that might be in trouble. It cost one hundred eighty five million to make. In three weeks, it's only up to 133.
1: Yeah, but with, with I would say worldwide, worldwide it'll be fine, probably I think. break even yeah. or make
0: a little money. I really want to see Life, but it's rated R, which sucks. But that made 12.6 million. That's not a great number, though. That's so not bad, great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it looks like a fun movie. Uh, then Logan, Get Out, get get this, Get Out cost 4.5 million to make. It has made almost 150 million dollars. Wow. And that's the thing. Jason like, Blum has got to be a guy who can do whatever he wants in oh Hollywood my god, at this point. Got to believe that. Oh my god. It's amazing though. Look,
1: like too, why if you're one of these studios, why are you even accepting a movie at this point over 100 million dollars? Right. When you can make 150 million dollars off a 4 million
0: dollar movie for less than 10 million. Yeah. You can you can make fifteen times that, so or it's like, twenty times that. Bring me a movie that costs fifty million, not
1: one eighty-five. Right? You know, like I can understand. Right. Blum, Blumhouse does a really good job with a really small budget, real creative control, and he's got a, a formula there that's amazing. But and I can understand not everybody can replicate that. But you can't make a movie. You can't come up with fifty million dollars of
0: special effects and make a decent
1: movie. You got to spend one eighty-five plus all the advertising.
0: I mean, it's nuts. I mean, the movie-making uh, cost is just getting out of control. I would be at the point now, if I was looking at that list, mm. and I'm a studio executive,
1: how dare you bring me a movie that's going to be a $85 million. Screw you. Get out.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get <laughs> out. Get out. Uh, all right. Uh, here's something that's definitely worth its uh, weight in gold. This is amazing stuff. Uh, the headline is Internet Hoax Provocateur. Forced to publicly apologize. Of course, you know him, and we know him as Alex Jones. The uh, unhinged, uh, psychobabble artist who, I mean, I, I, I don't know where he gets his information. I, I don't know how he comes up with the, the stuff he comes up with, but it's truly amazing. I, I think what he does is take a headline or an occurrence and just say it's a false flag. I think that, and then he tries to find a way to make it that. Yeah, of course. Afterwards, um, yeah. You know, because all virtually all Islamic terror to Alex Jones is actually perpetrated by our government in an effort to go to war with some Muslim country. I mean, he has
1: uh, although that's dried up recently because <clears throat> Trump
0: says that ISIS is bad. So I think he's not something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's and funny. so now he's on the Trump bandwagon, which is bizarre. And uh, everything Trump says is OK now. And in a lot of ways, you could look at what you're about to
1: see um, as an utter embarrassment. But I think there's more to it than that. Um, and you know, and with, the, with the Trump stuff, it's amazing to see him go from everything the government does is wrong and a lie to everything the government does is true and right, um, at least as, as it applies to Trump. Now, he, that does not apply to Paul Ryan. It does not apply to right. anybody else in Washington. But Donald Trump is a literal god to this man. A, he's God.
0: Um, and That's the case with him. And Michael Savage. Both of those guys are completely unhinged on, on Donald Trump. I, I, I don't I, understand it. I, I followed Savage. I, I don't far. understand I mean, it, but the, it's, it's a weird phenomenon. The, the charm with Jones is that he's <coughs> funny. He's what? He's funny. I mean, but,
1: completely unintentionally. Uh, accidentally funny. Um, yeah. And so it's amazing to see. him. Remember, this is a guy who said, the Sandy Hook shooting, which is one of the most brutal crimes in American history, especially when you read the details. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the most heart... It is heart-wrenching to read. A lot of that got lost in the fact that because the Democrats are awful people, they tried to make it about gun control, and it went so quickly from the horrible crime to, hey, this is a gun control fight. Lost on a lot of, I I think a lot of conservatives... Looked at that as, oh, my God, that was terrible. But we've got to get on our defenses because we're going to try to take our, take our guns. Which was, you had to do that because he was trying to take your guns. Um, and he um, was trying to to pass this legislation that was going to be restrictive to your Second Amendment rights. So that was an important fight. But a lot of, the, I think the, the real horror of that incident was lost um, on a lot of people because it turned into politics so fast. Yeah. Um, but Alex Jones
0: yeah. turned it into a hoax. False flag. He said it was a false flag. Actors. That, that these were actors, that, that 26 children were not murdered at Sandy Hook. If you're one of the families, oh. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine? I, he's not apologized for any of that stuff. I mean, he's kind of
1: backed off on, on some of the Sandy Hook stuff. He's backed off on a he few denied he recently. Said it. And of course he had said but it. But
0: we of course have proof. Yeah. It's called YouTube. We know uh, that's fake. YouTube. Um, And he says it.
1: uh, 9-11, you know, flora in your water, pedophile government, uh, you know, gay frogs, frogs, suicidal shrimp,
0: babies, golden babies being consumed by... Bilderberger people or whatever that baby is. Baby-flavored Pepsi was one of the uh, reasons. Baby-flavored Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And all these things are ridiculous. Gulf of Tonkin, sure. it all emanates from the Gulf of Tonkin, as you know. As, Stu, as we know. As you know. Um, so and, he, but the Pizzagate thing was one of the most ludicrous And so
1: he said all sorts of really terrible things. Now, look,
0: I'm no defender of Hillary Clinton. I, I think she's Listen to terrible. what he said. At one point he says, quote, Hillary Clinton has personally murdered children, unquote. Hillary Clinton has personally murdered children? Is there anybody, any reasonable person? I mean, I dislike Hillary Clinton as much or more than... In, I'll match my dislike and disgust <laughs> for Hillary Clinton against anyone's. There's no way she has personally murdered children. I mean, that is ludicrous. It's
1: yeah, ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And I, I, I honestly, if I'm Hillary Clinton, I ain't got nothing else going on. I'd now, see the pants off the of this Did she guy.
0: have... Uh, Vince Foster, you know, <laughs> shoot this. himself in the head three times and drag himself across the street and dump himself in the park? Yes, of course. <laughs> you had to do it. You had to do I it in the middle it. of this. Of course, um, but, that didn't happen either. In fact, the Vince Foster thing does not hold up uh, upon further investigation.
1: After a long time.
0: I when mean, you really look into it, they have the facts now, and it's it's clear-cut Vince Foster's killed himself. <laughs> Stops me Are you kidding me? No, Jeffy, I'm not. I'm Come not. on. I'm not kidding you. Thank Go you ahead. Your make opinion. your case. Go make on. your Vince Foster on. case. Come on. that's us well, He
1: just made mm. it. Come on. Is Come his on. case? Uh, uh, that is is that your case? case. So?
0: Oh, so. I forgot about so. But I know you are, but what am I?
1: Where's think about it? I haven't heard <laughs> think about it in a while. <laughs> uh, so the issue here is Pizzagate, um, which, again, I, and this is the quote I was looking for this whole morning, and, of course, this is a stupid article that I sent because I'm a moron. You know, um, but Hillary Clinton has personally murdered. finally acknowledging. That. Oh, no, it's definitely yeah, true. There's you. no conspiracy <laughs> there. Um, Hillary Clinton has personally murdered children. How does he survive that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, we get sued I like 19 times know. a day at this network for stuff that we say. Right. Um, I guess he... just
0: because it's somebody so high profile and you can usually get away with saying things about celebrities yeah. like that. But that, that's, that goes beyond I think any free speech thing. I, I, now, I would think so. but however... You better be able to back that up if you're going to say it right?
1: Yeah. Um, however, uh, the guy who owns Comet Ping Pong, which is the pizza place in the, at the center of the Pizzagate conspiracy theory, James which is untrue. Aliphantus. James Aliphantus. Uh, is not apparently a high-profile enough person for this. And Good. And so they're going after uh, Alex Jones. Well, they sent him a letter, and they said, hey, you probably shouldn't have said a lot of the stuff that you said about me and my business, so you know, you know, track that? <laughs> now, normally with Alex Jones, that just makes him more angry about it. Um, and he would just say that you personally murdered children. Um, however, with this one, um, I think you could tell what side of the story he's on and how uh, vulnerable he is to litigation uh, when you watch this clip.
5: Commentary about what had become known as Pizzagate. I made comments about Mr. Alifanis that in hindsight I regret and for which I apologize to him. We were participating in a discussion that was being written about by scores of media outlets. This is amazing. In one of the most hotly contested and disputed political environments our country has ever seen. We relied on third-party accounts of alleged activities and conduct at the restaurant. We also relied on accounts of reporters who were no longer with us. Wow. This was an ever-evolving story, which had a huge amount of commentary about it across many, many word media outlets. Word for word. I mean, think about what he's saying there. A, Oof. we didn't have... It
1: wasn't us. We were just participating Carefully in the conversation. Crafted statement by some lawyer. absolutely from a lawyer. Yeah. Secondarily, uh, reporters <clears throat> that are no longer, no longer with there. us, they <clears throat> were so wrong, we had to fire them. That's what they're he's alleging. He's doing every... I mean, he see, this is him seeing his entire stupid male vitality empire going down the tubes with a lawsuit is what no he's question. saying there. I mean, Never that is unbelievable. Um, here is the actual apology from Alex Jones.
5: If... Mr. Alifantist has any other objections, we invite him to let us know. Two reporters who used to be associated with us are no longer with us. In a recent broadcast, I invited Mr. Alifantist on our program to state what he wanted to, and I again do so here. He has given interviews to many media outlets, and he is welcome to come on our show. In issuing this statement, we are not admitting that Mr. Alifanis or his restaurants have any legal claim. We do not believe they do,
0: but we are issuing this oh, yes, statement you do. because yes, we believe do.
5: it's the right thing to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would be no you, surprise Alex. to you that we will fight for children across America. But the Pizzagate narrative, as least as concerning Mr. Alifanis and Comet Ping Pong, we have subsequently determined was based upon what we now believe was an incorrect narrative. As least, as least, you mean I at least? least. Um, Weird. Maybe it
1: wasn't a lawyer. Um, uh, yeah, that's wow. pretty bad.
0: I mean, that's that's as clear as it can be that they're damn scared of Mister Alafontis. They're inviting him on the show. They're saying you can make any statement you want. And and by the way, this is no uh, this is no admission on our part that we. Do you have any legal claim? Because I, you real, I don't think you do. But we just want to clear this up because we're those kinds of people who just want to clear the record. When we, when we say something that's not true, <laughs> gosh darn it, we, we rush lead to the with cameras. with it. We lead with it. That's oh. why we've apologized for so many things that are blatantly untrue. Not. Uh, wow. Somebody finally, somebody finally put their foot down with this guy. And that's you know, pretty amazing. When you
1: start up these controversies, pretty like amazing. This, and we've seen this over and over again in the media, you know, the people who tried this Pizzagate thing, including Alex Jones, uh, wanted, wanted to do, I mean, they all knew this was a lie from the beginning, but what they, you know, at least in my opinion, I, I do not believe they have any legal claim. <laughs> uh, on that particular comment. Um, Well, it's so preposterous. You it's can't so possibly preposterous. I don't believe how, it. I don't know how anybody could believe it. But what they wanted to do is do anything that they could to uh, get their president elected. Now, they got him elected. I don't think any help from Pizzagate, but they got him elected. Now, the people who were, you know, on the wrong side of that uh, have a, an ability to take action to try to, to right what they believe is a wrong. Now, if you're the person who owns Comet Ping Pong, who is a big-time Democratic activist, I mean, he was, mm-hmm. that's, that's real. Um, he is a, but that doesn't mean anything. Right? It just means he has a pizza place and he likes Democrats. That's all that means. But now he has an opportunity to try to take down one of the biggest perpetrators of fake news in the real sense uh, that, that, is, that is available. And I would not be surprised if he is very much getting ready to take that uh, that opportunity
0: and they're trying to head that off at the pass because uh mr aliphantus could own Infowars and planet whatever it is what's that, what's that other pr- planet prison, uh, Pla- uh, prison prison planet, planet. yeah prison, prison planet, planet. Yeah. Prison prison planet. planet. Mm-hmm. holy cow so, i mean i don't know why you want to own that but you well,
1: could. well maybe you could. he maybe he needs vitality as a male <laughs> um, and then again uh, that we do not believe mr aliphantus has a problem with his vitality but if he would, <laughs> uh, he could go to Alex Jones's website and buy a mail. That account. is not yeah. to say
0: that Mr. Aliphantus isn't already buffed out of his mind. Oh, my gosh, he may, w- Or ass. fat as a pig, if that's what he prefers. I Whatever Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Aliphantus... God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: whatever. I mean, the, the craziest thing well, about it is the <laughs> fact that Alex Jones would ever correct something if he wasn't about to be sued. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: the guy... He, he, he I, I mean, it's just a... Oh, forget it. I mean, eating golden babies... Uh, I remember when he was standing on some st- corner, uh, screaming at people coming into a yeah. Bilderberg uh, meeting, and or, it was either that or the the one with the owls. What does that one come? Uh, Bohemian Grove. Bohemian yeah. Grove. I can never remember that term, but uh, he was yelling at a police officer. Yes, he was. With I'll the- give you ten thousand dollars if you can just prove that they're eating ba- They're not eating babies. A ten thousand dollar challenge to a police officer. Now, I don't know if the guy took him up on it, but he, he certainly should have, because that's a pretty preposterous well, How do you plan? prove someone's not eating babies, though? Uh, it's hard, and uh, that's probably why you take him yeah. up on that.
1: I mean, that's why you make that promise, right? Because you know unreal. it cannot be
0: proved. Yes.
1: Uh, you know, unless you're with someone 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for their entire life, you can't really prove it.
0: Well, as we continue to deny science, uh, Stu, apparently people are saying, the Blaze in particular... <laughs> Is claiming no, that there's a climate change fail? No, that just can't happen. Uh, California hammered with rain, snow, and after alarmist predicted disaster. Well, yeah, the disaster is the rain and the snow. That's what they've probably predicted. Or the lack of it. Both of those things lead to climate change. Warmer or cooler temp- temperatures can lead climate to wetter
1: change. or drier areas uh, in the uh, northeast. And uh, at the end, you could have better or worse Uh, weather overall, and that is an incredible concern or benefit.
0: Now, you could have uh, amazingly deep snowpack um, all over the Rocky Mountains, or you could have no snow at all, and they're both indicative of climate change and global warming. Now, it can get incredibly hot in the summertime. That's climate change. Conversely, it can become very, very cold, and you can have one of those uh, Arctic freezes come down from Canada. The chill. What are they? What do they call those? The um, uh, the Polar Express. Oh, the pro, uh, polar, polar Vortex. Polar Vortex. Polar Vortex. <laughs> polar is Express was a Tom Hanks cartoon. Right, that's true, <laughs> and a very fine one, by the way. Mm. Uh, but the Polar Vortex also means global warming. So it's important to note that no matter what happens, it's proof of anything global they say, or global cooling, or, or global if they don't say change. anything at all, mm-hmm. that too. And and by the way, isn't it a little weird if the temperature were to
1: be the exact average every day? How about that? Think about that for a moment. If for some reason, exactly on the number, it happened where Mm. the temperature was exactly average every day for an extended period of time, that would be a problem, too. That wouldn't be right.
0: Not if you attached a thermostatic control to the sun. (laughs) Right. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I think I think we agree. Um, I, you know, here's here's my favorite way to uh, to make global warming worse. Why don't we do that? By the way, why what? don't we attach a thermostatic control to the sun? That way, you could just go to the wall and you could turn down the temperature a well, little bit if it's too hot and unpleasant for you.
1: Well, it's a pretty far distance. I think you'd you'd have to do a remote like app.
0: You'd have to have like the yeah, nest. Yeah, uh, obviously. If you put a nest up there, I mean, obviously, then you could just use it, do it on your phone. That's what I was thinking. Exactly, a nest, and it would just happen. Uh, via a remote control 93 million miles away from here. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. Why don't we just blast Jeffy into the sun and then he can just change it,
1: the temperature when he goes up there. Jeffy? Mm, Jeffy? Oh, what a great idea, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my favorite way to add more global warming to our Earth. Now you might say, wait, don't you want to stop global warming? Not me. <laughs> I want to I make it worse and the, Bugatti, the new Bugatti is the way to do it. The, they, uh, the Bugatti Veyron, you know the Bugatti Veyron um, that was uh, the uh, the big car uh, a few years ago, over yeah. a million dollars, M-
0: two million. Um, two now million this one bucks. looks pretty much the same.
1: Um, That's freaking beautiful, Veyron, though.
0: Look but at it's that a great thing. looking car. Look at that thing. Uh, and uh, this, tell me, you wouldn't want that? Yeah, want uh,
1: that. I would, I would. Um, and uh, we have uh, wow. some. I mean, look. Wow. If you're going to buy a car that uh, costs as much as this one does, you're going to uh, you're going to want it to perform, uh, and it, it, shockingly, it, it does pretty well on the road. Let's watch.
3: The Chiron is packing an eight liter W16 engine oh. that fires out 1,500 horsepower and 1,180 pound feet of torque. That's about 10 times the power of your local friendly MX-5 Miata. If that sounds a bit familiar, that's because the Veyron had a remarkably similar engine, but this one's been strengthened and optimized to the tune of 300 additional horsepower for two more MX-5s. 0 to 62 miles an hour takes less than 2.5 seconds, and the shortest top speed is somewhere north of 260 miles an hour. Even Bugatti doesn't know how fast it'll go. But it's not just the engine that's been optimized The Chiron is far prettier than its predecessors Far more sculpted and subtle really Full of amazing nice. details And even a few secrets See that curve in the middle of the car? That's uh-huh. meant to evoke company founder Ettore Bugatti's signature Those headlamps are Jeez. called 8 eyes. Guess why? And the rear brake light? That's a single piece of metal with 82 LEDs in a single brilliant strip There are so many details here You could truly get lost
1: Wow. I want one. I want one. Uh, here's the interior of the car, uh, in case you're going to pick one up this weekend.
3: The interior is pretty special as well, unlike anything else on the planet. Materials are superb, touch anything you like in here, and you will never be disappointed. The overall effect is almost imposing. Immense care has gone into designing everything, including the stereo, which is remarkably good. Bugatti calls this the world's fastest concert hall, and they're not wrong. But the real symphony is out back.
5: Oh.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my god, I want one. And uh, if there's any uh, anyone out there that wants to buy one, uh, they say the actual the price
0: tag on that is three it? million. Oh, it's three million. Just now. the three, though.
1: Oh my God! Uh, so if you have an extra three million around and you want
0: to donate uh, the patents to Bugatti to this seriously. program, seriously, I mean, you can buy, especially here in Texas, you can buy a palace. You could buy a ca- a literal castle that's about fifteen thousand square feet for three million dollars, or <laughs> you could buy that car. Oh, the uh, it's Castle really can't go
1: uh, 290 or 260 miles an hour though. No, it can't. But you no. can't
0: take a shower in that car. But,
1: oh, you could. It's just not advisable. <laughs> um, I will say, man, uh, really nice. Uh, and I, I really, I mean, it looks great. I mean, that is a great looking car. Uh, Does it
0: matter that it goes 260? Where are you, you're never going to be able to do that? Well, if
1: you buy that car, you're going to find a place to do it, right?
0: I would say, yeah. I, although I, I'd be very scared. You need
1: to go to a track. And try to go. Yeah. At least you're going to go fast. You might not go 260. They, by the way, they don't think the 260 is the top speed. I, I don't, do I have the full? You don't have the full article. The no. full article explains. Like, I think it went. They got. They knew it was going to go 260, but they know it's going to go faster. They just haven't tested it yet to like the top speeds. Um, but Volkswagen, oddly, is the parent company of Bugatti now, and and they're just like, yeah, we don't. We're not trying to make any money off of this. We don't. We're never going to make money off of these. They're just like basically like, we'll just lose it, and just want to see how fast we can go.
0: The most amazing thing about that is it's French. I mean, when have the French done anything right?
1: Well, again, owned by other than fries. By Volkswagen,
0: other than fries. So really, German and toast. Now,
1: German. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but uh, mm. they had the, the Bugatti EB110, which was the a couple. Uh, they, when they brought it back, it was the e b one ten and it was really nice. Uh, but really kind of like sp- spaceship looking. I mean, this is like a piece of like luxury furniture or something. Yeah, it's that like looks, incredible. Looks what fantastic. They look
0: like. All right, uh, yeah, this climate change fail. Everybody's yelling and screaming, Al Gore included, about drought, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's a few droughts that are happening, and the California drought has been talked about uh, over and over and over again. It's been but, pretty brutal at times. Yeah. yeah. But it's not as if droughts have never happened. Uh, do the 1930s sound familiar to anybody? And a term called Dust Bowl. Jeffy lived through them. I mean, yeah, Jeffy know. was there. Jeffy? Was, it, was there a drought in the 1930s? Yes, there yes. was, Yes, Pat. there was. Yes, Thank you. there was. And Thank was, you. It was hell. From someone who was actually hell. there. We didn't think we were ever going to get out of it. Right? Right? Your farm probably dried up It blew away, right? It did. That wasn't the only thing. So despite all these g- grim warnings about how disastrous this drought is, now California is being hammered with rain and snow, so much so that the drought is pretty much history. Huh. And they're uh, and now uh, they're wondering what the hell to do. I guess they're going to have to blame the rain on climate change as well. It's good
2: that they've California developed some ways to uh, save some water, so it just wouldn't run off into the ocean, or just uh, you know create I don't know right. flooding down mountainsides because they've fixed all that. Right, problem. except
0: for no, they haven't. Oh.
1: Uh, Well, why would they with all the drought?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Snowpack levels have increased from the near zero levels measured in the Sierra Nevadas in April 2015. And as of this year, the snowpack is 158% of normal for the date. You know, it's so tiresome that we have to that we have to continually defend truth over and over and over again. and And... Stop the hysteria over this hoax. And not that, the, not that the Earth hasn't warmed, because it has ever so slightly, but it's also paused for the last 18 years. But if, it, if the temperature rises 0.9 degrees over 100 years, that is not catastrophic. That is not disastrous. In fact, it's actually beneficial you grow food. Yeah, I
1: think until th- 2080... Um, even the U.N. predicts that overall globally it would actually be a net positive for humanity. now after that, they say it turns a little ugly. Um, well especially still,
0: if it goes up the four four degrees that yeah. they 're talking about that however would be those of course those devastating you know
1: the, the, it's not going to. those models don 't actually predict those things it, it, so, who's the guy who's the the Dilbert guy um, he was he was doing a lot of uh, commentary oh, yeah. before the election um, he was a big tr- he wanted being a big trump guy, but he was one of the guys the first people who said Trump was going to win. And he was getting a lot of attention. Scott McAdams, I think is his name. Anyway, he, was, he wrote something that I happened to see the other day about global warming. And he was like, I'm a, you know, I'm a skeptic, but here's what you need to do to believe, to do uh, to convince me. Pick one model. Pick one. You don't get 70. Pick one model. Pick one model and let it go for five years and predict the temperature correctly. That's such a
0: good point.
1: Why do you get multiple models? What a great models? challenge. Uh, for, for a consensus, what do you get multiple models for? You get one. <laughs> one model. That was a good. One. I never thought of that point before. I thought I, it was kind of
0: an interesting one. That's a
1: great point. Because what they kind of do is like, well, here's the 75 models on the spaghetti chart. And look, one of them's kind of close. Which we've we, talked about. Wait a minute. No. You can pick one. Pick the one in advance and then show that you're getting this stuff right over an extent. I mean, he says five years, which is not long enough in this.
0: No. Um, when you talking about global climate change, you really need to do it for ten or twenty years. But that's just but it. Still. They have it both ways on everything. 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 Triple eight seven two seven. Back. More patents, too, coming up. We have food we have coming up. Food. Spoons. Spoons. Uh, and this is for you. Again, this is for science. We don't want to be science yep. deniers. A
1: lot of you guys are like, "Why don't you guys eat on the air more?" And right? we don't want to because that's not what this show is about. No. What this show is about is science. Right. Uh, and it's important to us that you understand that as we go
0: into these. Thank you, Stu. Uh-oh. Thank you for that definitive explanation. You think they believe that? Yes.
2: special stuff, just because of his little pretzel thing? (laughs) I have multiple things.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: We are ready for a spoons, and this is a pretty special one, obviously. Uh, Brad and Anna uh, uh, Montgomery are here, and this is uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, It's gourmet... uh, Snacks, right?
4: It's small batch handcrafted snack mixes in four different varieties.
1: Yes, very cool. And uh, so, the four, let's walk us through the varieties here. This is amazing.
4: Yes, so we make four different varieties. This is our original recipe. We call it Crack Mix because it has (laughs) pork cracklins in the blend Mm -hmm. and it's highly addictive. Mm -hmm. But you've been warned. Yes.
5: Does it have crack in it? There's a secret ingredient we can't, can't yep, say can't. what
4: oh, okay. is. Reasonable. Our recipe is proprietary. So I will say if you have,
1: it. if you, there is crack <laughs> in it. And you need a supplier. <laughs> Jeffy offers reasonable prices. Well, that's fantastic. Um, that's good enough. Go, so we'll will. just
4: we'll connect after this is over. We'll go through <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, we also sell um, s- sell spicy pork cracklings. We call these fire crackers. That's mm-hmm. our spiciest. Nice, one. nice. Um, better with cheddar and smoky bacon flavor. Ooh. And then um, the one that's a runaway success is our chipotle chocolate crunch with a hint of. Of cinnamon. I'm going wow, to
0: because that sounds fantastic.
4: Now, yeah. uh,
1: next um, to that is... Uh, now, you might have heard a lot of things that you might know if you watch the show <laughs> that I don't uh, can't eat. Um, but look at this. They actually provided not only uh, meat-free products, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also pretzel-free products, <laughs> oh, which yeah. you have to know the show to know that I don't like pretzels. <laughs> Absolutely we're we're uh, pathetic. Yeah, we're
4: full service.
1: Yes. That's company, pretty amazing. So <laughs> that's great. Now, you can't order these. These are special Those stew. Are very special, for special you. Stew, great. You so stew for Thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. You're very
4: welcome.
1: So, um...
0: Let's mm. see, what are we starting with?
4: The oh, that's the crack I'm mix. I'm start with
0: the crack mix. It's,
1: that's delicious.
0: Isn't that so
4: good? It's a that's little that's bit favorite. spicy, right? They mm-hmm. all have just a little bit of heat, mm-hmm. just enough to kind of get your tongue mm-hmm. going.
1: Now you got a lot, you got, there's a lot going on in here.
4: There's a lot. There's yes. a lot of blends. You know, um, it's a real niche right. market what we're in. Uh, the, nobody's really doing it. You know, we're, not, we're small um, business, uh, small company, just mom and pop shop. How do you? And, okay. You're missing Pat. <laughs> I
1: actually open each bag with his teeth. That's
3: awesome. That's
0: how awesome. do you? Uh, how do you get this? How do you obtain it if you're not in the DFW
4: area? Or well, get, actually, we're in the Houston area. So oh, you're we, in said, Houston? we are. Mm-hmm. So we sell at our local mm-hmm. farmers market. Also, a friend of ours has a brewery. They're such great beer snacks. So they oh, always yeah. sell out there. Um, we recently got into our first store, so we're very excited about that. <laughs> It's a family-owned smokehouse in El mm. Campo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're Pro- opening. Projects. That's Projects. a great
3: place. Okay.
4: They're opening a second location. We also sell online, um, so you can uh, visit our website at www. Coupleofcookssnacks.com.
1: Couple yep. Now you seemingly brought some in for Jeffy oh. as well, and we
4: <laughs> <I, you laughs> don't really Good encourage
1: God. that sort of behavior <laughs> <laughs> ourselves.
4: Sorry. I'm sorry. Did I did I not know the rules? Better with cheddar. <laughs> Really good, Isn't better good? cheddar. Is
0: really good. Mm-hmm. They're Really good. I'm about to fire uh, try up try the, the firecrackers.
4: Firecrackers. Mm. And we actually started spicy making...
0: pork cracklins. Yeah, that's it. You probably want this whole bag. Yeah, probably. The, <laughs> yeah. Perfect for me. Perfect for <laughs> me. Um, this this Chipotle <laughs> chocolate one smells delicious too. I'm not way. messing around here. I'm I going. See that.
4: I see that. I see you going. It's a very full in mm-hmm. combination. We
1: came up with it because we had a like a barbecue rub that we liked that had mm-hmm. Chipotle and chocolate in it. That's wow, it. that is a really cool, different flavor. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything that tastes like that. It's really good. And then the heat yeah, will hit here in good. a minute.
4: It's not mm. really sweet. Mm-hmm. It's got a sweetness to it and a lot of warm mm. spice. So And you know what's odd about that blend? Uh, guys like it better than girls. Really? Isn't that yep. crazy? Doesn't mm. that seem strange?
1: And it's really good on vanilla ice cream.
0: And the really mm-hmm. spicy explosion of flavor is just that. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Really spicy? Oh, I'm
4: so mm-hmm. glad you like it.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I can't could wait eat to this every this. day for the rest of my life. Chipotle <laughs> chocolate. The chipotle chocolate one is in
4: there. I mean, they're all it. really
0: good, but this one is like, <laughs> is, what
3: is
1: this? We gotta an open animal. the bag. I need to get to it. All right?
4: He's not messing around. That's not right. messing around.
1: Oh, I gotta say, if you would like to cho- I mean, because chipotle, sometimes I can go either way on. Yeah. You know, I, I like a little mm. bit of spice and and uh, the flavor. Sometimes I'm. I'm uh, but I mean, this mm. is mixed with the
0: chocolate is
4: incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's... Spicy
0: and sweet does go together. It does. Oh, really okay. it does. Well. Yeah,
4: chocolate and chipotle is a, a thing in Latin mm. America, South America. So it's a big. It's not a big flavor profile here, but we're hoping to change that. I love
0: yeah. all these, but I have to say this. this yep. is Do my
4: you favorite. see what I mean? It's, yeah. so, it's, bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. it's yeah. so bizarre. I say, it's so bizarre. The guys favorite. like
1: it. These are great. I love. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Because I love stories like this because i know i feel like in my head which this is not actually true but i feel like i come up with like 10 great business ideas a day (laughs) and never do anything to actually achieve them how did you guys go from it's funny that you
4: say that because we uh we love we love to cook but we're not chefs we're just a couple of cooks so Mm -hmm. um we wanted to do something with our own food and our own recipes forever and but what what do you do so right um, we were making our snack mix and giving it as Christmas presents for years and years and years. Really? And years, yes. You probably
0: kept hearing, you guys should sell this. That's exactly, exactly. right. Mm-hmm. And so,
4: um, well, we just got sick of talking about doing something, and this past January, that was our New Year's resolution. We're going To start our business? Really? So you yeah. just oh, barely just started doing this? One year ago in January. Oh, wow. wow. That
1: is really, yeah. really cool.
4: Yeah, so we spent the first year at the farmer's market and kind of Figuring out packaging and labeling and licensing and all that, and then figuring
1: out our costs.
4: Yeah, and then we hit the ground running this January so. We're in about eight hotels now. Wow. Yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm, and then a store.
1: I'm addicted to this uh, podcast oh. that NPR actually does um, called How I Built This. Have you ever heard of this? I've no. heard of it. I oh. haven't heard of it, though. Really interesting. tells a lot of stories about, you know, they get, like, the Instagram guys to do these oh, things. Yeah. But at the end, they do these stories of uh, how you built this, mm. and they pull on people who are just starting. You guys would be a perfect story to tell about this. Because oh, good. Really? It's amazing to watch people go through that process because it's so intimidating, I think, to most people. It to is. start their own business it and is, go in their own. it takes money to start it up, right?
4: It does. It does. We're fortunate. Um, we've we've been able to fund it ourselves so far. Oh, that's so, nice. You yeah, didn't so have to take
0: out a loan or anything for that?
4: Not so far. Um, but we're talking to people about mass production now, so that'll probably be a thing in the near future. Well, once Start they thing. taste this stuff, they're yeah. not
0: going to have to worry about loans.
1: I we're will tell excited. You i tell you what.
4: Uh, <laughs> I was just teasing the other day. Nobody's ever spit it out. so That's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's so amazing. how do people get it? If, uh, yeah, is there time. a website where they can order yes. it?
4: So if you go to our website, www.coupleofcookssnacks.com store. You and can buy it.
3: Pantry Hound as well.
4: And yeah, and we're also on a foodie um, kind of website called pantryhound.com. Okay. Very cool. Oh, very yeah. cool. Wow. What That's a great, great. Wow. What Thank, a great, you. A Thank great you so much. Appreciate Thank it. you, Thank so you for thanks for having us. All right, we're gonna yeah. take a break oh, and yep. we'll come back thanks. in
1: just a Thank second. Thank you so much. And Jeffy's already eaten all the bags, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Back with more in just a second. <laughs> I didn't
2: really you. like so, them. <laughs> I didn't really like
3: them.
1: a few seconds to tell you about what we have coming up here um now uh some people have decided to take their microphones off because they were so busy stuffing their <clears> face <throat> with snacks so they can't really talk right now jeffy why don't you walk us through the intro to this segment with andy andrews yeah Man, <laughs> so pathetic absolutely stupid. No, all right there, there it is we're all out of okay, time we're out of time andy andrews uh, he was on the radio show with us and has some really <laughs> interesting insight he's one of glenn's favorite authors uh and he joined glenn for a conversation let's take a peek it went a lot like this
0: oh yeah Andy Andrews, "The Little Things" is the name of the book, um, and he says the little things will give you great results, which is what you're all about in your life.
6: I am because I'm I'm a normal person. I you know I mean in, to to do well in what we laughingly refer to as my career. Uh, you know I work with teams and companies and and, and I realized a long time ago. I can't, you know, they don't pay me a ton to come in because I'm a celebrity. I, you know, they don't pay me a ton to come in anyway, but they, but I'm not a celebrity. You know, I, I don't have a gold medal. I don't have a Super Bowl ring. I, I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm a husband. And, and so I work with people and there is a certain amount they'll pay you for encouraging people and there's a certain amount they'll pay you for teaching people. But I realized that if I could get. Unbelievable results. This is one of the greatest uh, hidden quotes by Winston Churchill. I had never heard this until recently. Churchill said, uh, no matter how beautiful the strategy, it is occasionally very important to examine the results. (laughs) And and the results are what we're really after. Now, I couldn't just have medium results because I knew people would say, oh, yeah, we did increase 17 percent and we love Andy. We, you know, not sure we couldn't have done it without him, but. But we love Andy. You know, you're going to renew? Uh, probably not. But we love him. We love him. <laughs> and, and so I knew I had to help some companies double or triple or ha- have stuff happen that had never happened before. Now, here's a curious thing. I'm gonna go to the board. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. A very curious thing is that if you're going to help people double and triple, you you have to understand it will not happen doing what they have done,
3: Hmm.
6: right? I mean, it just won't, okay? Because everybody competes the same way. I don't care what, I don't care if it's in football. I don't care if it's in broadcasting. I don't care if it's insurance, real estate. I don't care what it is. Everybody competes the same way. You ask an insurance guy, you say, hey, I want to, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to insure my car here, you know, tell me. And he'll tell you the price, the product, and the service, and the history of the company. Ask another guy, you realize he's saying the same thing. It may be different terms, but it's the same thing. There's <coughs> not a football coach in America. From the mini to the NFL, who at some point during the season doesn't say, I've I got to have everything f- today from the snap to the whistle. I want everything. Not, for the, <laughs> hey, you didn't get it, not the whole time you're in the stadium, but, but, but just that four or five, six, from the time the ball is snapped to the whistle is blown. If you can give me all your heart, your, your mind, your body, we have a great opportunity to win the game. Well, it sounds great. And it's true. It's just not the truth. Because the truth includes the fact that the coach on the other sideline just said the same thing. They're competing the same way. You have to be good, though, at the fundamentals. From the snap to the whistle, you've got to be good. However, if you can figure out a way to legitimately compete, not just from the snap to the whistle, but from the whistle to the next snap while everybody's just standing around, you'll run them off the field. So this is what I do is I help people compete in a way the competition doesn't even know there's a game going on. It's important to know that even people who are in first place are all competing the same way. Here's the first place and here's second place and here's third place. They're generally competing the same way and they're watching each other. Now, it's also important to know we compete with our families I mean, you, with your nine-year-old daughter, you're, you're looking at the other nine-year-olds. So I mean, you're reading statistics and you, you, know, you know that even if she hadn't started thinking about competing, one day she's going to have to compete. Right. All right. So we're competing with our families, with our businesses, with who we are. And, and so to look at this, we, look <coughs> at, we generally look at who's doing the best. And that's our benchmark. Well, if you're the best, what do you look at? You just try to kind of stay the same and so the best continue to increase like this this is how they continue to increase year after year so how do you take somebody who is the best and help them double remember it will not be done like everybody else does it in fact Glim, my wife asked me she said how How are you, you know, I I actually have my hand in the last nine college football national championships, and I played football in the sixth grade, okay? (laughs) And she says, how are you, what are you doing? And I said, look, here's here's the thing. I don't know anything about football. I don't know anything about mortgage companies. I don't know anything about insurance or real estate, but... If somebody came up and said, Andy, we need you to give us something in 30 seconds. We'll never see you again. But something that will give us the chance to increase 10, 15, 20 percent a year for the next decade. I couldn't do it because that would require a knowledge of their industry because that's how the best increase. But if somebody said, we got 30 seconds with you. We need you to give us a chance at, at, at doubling our results in a year. I could do that. Because all I would say was, I'd say, okay, examine your industry, see what everybody's doing, turn around and go the other way. You wanted a chance, right? Okay, well, look at what they're doing. Are any of them doubling? Have you ever seen any of them double? If you want to double, don't do what they're doing. You wanted a chance. Now, see, everybody's competing with price and product. Those are the two things, price and product and they lay a little little happiness out there for uh, for customer service they want satisfied customers everybody wants satisfied customers and they just about faint when I tell them how off base they are if you want double. I mean satisfied customers it, it's, it, customer satisfaction is the lowest bar you <laughs> can possibly hit. And still stay in business.
0: My customer is satisfied.
6: Yeah. yeah. I mean, because if they're not satisfied, you're in trouble. Okay. But a satisfied customer does not provide word of mouth. Right. Right. And word of mouth is so powerful that if you have incredible word of mouth, your competition cannot possibly advertise against you. They can't, they can't possibly win. And if your customer, if, if, if your word of mouth is horrible, you can't spend enough money to pick up the pieces. And so that word of mouth, that that, oh my gosh, you got oh these people, oh my god, that, that word of mouth is is king. Now, watch this. You talk about a tiny thing. How many of you have ever spent more for something than you had to spend? You knowingly paid more than you had to pay, right? Everybody. All right. How many of you had gone to more trouble? To get it, then you had to. You could have gotten it online, but you decided to wait a week and drive across town. I mean, you, you went to work. That's all of us. Now, that seems, for people who consider themselves smart, that seems like an incredibly stupid thing to do, doesn't it? We, we decided to pay more. And yet, we did it, and none of us talked to each other. We all came to that conclusion. People all over the planet did, and we're going to do it again. Because there is something that trumps price and product. and customer status, And here's what it is. Every single time that was ever done, Glenn, it had something to do with somebody, and you were showing a loyalty or a gratefulness. Yeah, I know Walmart's. I know Walmart's right there, but but let me tell you what this lady did for my grandmother twenty four years ago. What this lady did, and we will always <laughs> go there. We will always shop there. Listen, I, yeah, I know there's seven pharmacies between me and them, but. When Austin was four years old, we went in this guy's pharmacy one day and he came down and he shook hands with my with my five year old son. He said, come on, squeeze. Come on. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Squeeze. What do you say? Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Listen, I will always go to him because he did it every time. Let me tell you something. I realized a long time ago, nobody's going to hire my kid because he can high five. I needed my kid to learn how to shake hands like a man, and I couldn't be the only person in town doing it. This guy helped me raise my child. His value for me was far beyond anything I'd pay. I I will always support this guy, and I'll tell everybody to go there. Listen, I don't care what your industry is. The product is you. It's you. It's you. That's how you make the difference in real estate. That's how you make the difference in anything. You know, people, people, people wonder who they're going to get to list their house when they sell it. Who are you going to get? Well, I'm going to get that guy. Really? Is he the the best in the area? No. Is he the? He's hot right now? Mm, no. Why are you going to use him? Look, I haven't got any choice. Two years ago, this guy came over to my house at two o'clock in the morning and kept my kids when my wife had to take me. To the, to the hospital. I, I wouldn't dare list my house with anybody else. Oh, so what you're saying is that two years ago at two o'clock in the morning, this guy was competing for your business in a way that the other real estate people in town didn't know a game was going on. And if you can understand how that happens inadvertently, you can do it on purpose. Amazingly, however, it requires us to watch out for each other and to be kind to each other and to to become valuable for other people to serve